We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. And now joining us here on the Bear Report podcast to give us insight on the Week Six matchup between the Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings, Eric Thompson, writer for the Daily Norseman, great follow on Twitter. Um, I've known him for a long time. We follow each other for a long time. Excellent insight in the Vikings. Eric, man, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Zach. Uh, it's uh, a really huge battle of one and four teams coming up on Sundays. <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> right, right where both fan bases really want to be. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm a little surprised the Vikings are one and four. Um, I, I know last year, you know, they the one score games, it felt like they won all of those. And then this year, it kind of feels like the opposite a little bit. Um, what's going on with Minnesota that they're off to this one and four start? Well, I mean, there was always going to be regression to the mean. I mean, they were they were not going to keep up the eleven and zero. In you know, they got called fraudulent, and yes, they were one of the worst thirteen win teams, probably the worst thirteen win team of all time. But they aren't regressing to the mean; they're regressing to the Minnesota. They are going all the way back. They, I mean, the the fumble luck is just absolutely insane. I think they've recovered something like two of 14 fumbles or something like that this season. They just cannot get out of their own way. And every game that it was breaking the Vikings way last year, it's going the exact opposite. I think every game has been a one score game and they've only won one of them. So it's again, it's, it'd be one thing to go back to average. They are going the exact opposite direction than they were in 2022. And again, like I think overall this team, like the talent isn't that much different. I think the defense is probably a little better overall. Um, obviously going forward, the offense is going to take a big hit with Jefferson's injury, but like, it's, it's kind of the same team and it wasn't, they were never going to win 13 games back to back, but man, it has been really disappointing to start one and four. Let's start with the Jefferson injury. Um, we know what he can do. Superstar player, arguably the best wide receiver in, in the game right now. That's going to impact the game, but Minnesota, you know, they do have Jordan Addison. I did see he was questionable today. Um, they have Osborne as well. Um, and Hawkinson, how do you think they will try to attack the Bears defense? Will it be a steady dose of Hawkinson, Osborne, Addison, or will they try to get the run game going? Well, I yeah, the, the cupboard isn't bare behind Jefferson, so at least they do have those options. They have Hawkinson, who's 
Definitely got a, a large share of targets, but it's been mostly underneath. I think that might be one of the bigger changes you see from the Minnesota offense is that they're going to tr- probably try to stretch the field a little more with Hawkinson. I think out of his 39 targets this season, I think only eight of them have been over 10 yards past the line of scrimmage. So it's been really mostly underneath. Uh, his average depth of target's pretty low, and they, they haven't had much success yet uh, throwing the ball deep to him. So I think they might want to stretch the field with him a little more. Of course, Addison... Uh, Early returns on him have been pretty good for, uh, especially for a rookie. Uh, he he's been he scored a few touchdowns. He's he's made a couple of big plays. Hasn't been uh, consistently targeted. He's still been probably the third wide receiver right behind uh, Osborne in both targets and snaps. I think that's going to increase a lot more. It sounds like uh, that Osborne is going to kind of take over that X receiver for Jefferson. But again, that you you can't replace a guy, a guy like Jefferson who you know he might be one of the top, if not the top non quarterback that, you know, as far as like wins above replacement kind of uh, uh player. So it's, it'll be interesting to see the Vikings have definitely done a, a better job the last couple of games, establishing the ground game with Madison and they might have a uh, Canadian uh, Nwangu back. He's probably mostly special teams if he does come back, but it's, I think they're going to have to be balanced and, and it's, they're going to have to, to kind of, to keep the game script going where to a place where they, they can run the ball a lot because if, if they get one dimensional, it might be a lot tougher without number 18 on there. What's going on with Kirk cousins. Um, I haven't watched a lot of Vikings games this year. I actually, I think it gets a bad rap. Like I think he's a solid quarterback that, and you know, the prime time stuff is out there and so be it 13 touchdowns so far. I'm looking here 67.2% completion percentage there. What's kind of been, you know, his, um, what's he played like this year? Has it been fine? Um, has it been struggles, anything like that? I think overall you, it's, it's, I, he's not the root of most of the problems. Like if, if you're, if you're giving a pie chart of blame to the one and four start cousins, gets a pretty small slice. I think he's been pretty good overall. There's been a couple accuracy things where that's, you know, that's kind of been his bread and butter. He's, he's a very accurate passer. The offensive line, statistically, if you look at all the grades and everything, like the, I think they're one of the better uh, pass blocking offensive lines in, in the league but when it's bad with the pass blocking it's like Tecmo Bowl they called your play bad like that's that's been a kind of the big it's it's a it's been avoiding the big sack the big turnover and again like when you're hitting Hawkinson in the hands and he's dropping a couple last week or you throw the first pass to Ed Oliver he gains 15 yards and fumbles on the very first play from scrimmage it's a, it's it's more stuff like that than anything Cousins is doing and again like I, I got it right when Cousins signed that big guaranteed contract that he was probably overpaid, but that's kind of the, it, it's a game of leapfrog with quarterbacks. It's, it's whatever the, the, the highest paid quarterbacks, always the most recent paid quarterback. And now I think his, his salary is pretty compensatory to where he is. I think he's probably in that top 10 ish kind of quarterback. And I think that's his play and that's kind of what he's getting paid too. So yeah, I I'm, I'm with you. And overall, I think he has a bad rap. You can go into the whole conversation of, well, can you really win in the postseason with him and blah, 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 and all that stuff. But again, I, I don't think he's the root of most of the problems. It, it's just, it's, it's bad bounces and it's the, the doing bad things at very inopportune times. That's that that's been the, the Vikings downfall this year. So you, you mentioned the Vikings pass protection. Um, it kind of sounds like it's, it's either going to be really good on Sunday or it's going to be really bad on our side here in Chicago. The pass rush has just been awful. Mm-hmm. Three sacks, you know, in five games, 
I guess, you know, is there an opportunity um, for the Bears to kind of get pressure? Um, and, and will it have to be early and often to kind of get into, you know, maybe get into Minnesota's head a little bit? Um, or, or if the Vikings come out and they play well on the line, do you expect it to be consistent all game long? Yeah, I mean, if if the Bears are causing all sorts of problems for the Vikings pass or pass blocking, that's probably not a great sign and that maybe the, the, the offensive line, the, these uh, pro football focus grades and everything else may be a little high. I still think they are a little high. Um, overall, like the, the tackles, the Vikings are in great shape. Uh, they, you know, they have Brian O'Neill on the right. They have Christian Derrissaw, who had probably his best game, maybe of his career last week against the Chiefs. Uh, he was throwing people out of the club left and right. It was it was really cool film to watch. The interior of the line has usually been the problem. It's it's improved. Uh, Garrett Bradbury came back last week, uh, acquitted himself pretty well. He's been dealing with a back issue most of the year. He only played six or seven snaps up until last week. The the biggest problems thus far, especially in the past protection, has been second year rookie right guard uh, Edwin Ingram, and he's he's improved. He's he's been getting better, but it he's the one. If it's I mean he has caused I believe at least two maybe three Kirk Cousins fumbles like directly Ooh. like he has he has knocked <laughs> the ball out of his quarterback's hands a couple of times already. And it's, it's when his reps are bad they are catastrophically bad and it's right up the middle and the play's blown up and something bad usually happens. That's getting better, but I think if the Bears do get a pass rush, it'll probably be from the interior because the bookends at, at tackle are pretty good. From the other side, um, I believe I saw a stat. The Vikings are allowing like a, a record high completion percentage this year um, in the secondary. Um, How has that been defensively? And can the Bears take advantage of that in the passing game? Yeah, I think they'll definitely – that's that's uh, a big worry. I just think it's been fun to watch with Brian Flores in the defense. I mean, they are blitzing at an insane rate. Uh, I think 15-plus percent more than the second-highest blitz rate team. They're, oh, wow. I think they're still over 50%, so they're bringing extra people a lot. The problem is they just kind of don't have the guys in the back end yet. They have Harrison Smith, and they have Josh Metellus at safety, and they have Cam Bynum, who's been kind of up and down but pretty solid. The safety's been okay. Byron Murphy's really struggled the last couple of weeks. He was—he seemed like a great veteran pickup, especially to replace Patrick Peterson, just kind of swapping one former Cardinal out for another. He's struggled the last couple of weeks, and they're really young on the other side. Like, it's it's been a Caleb Evans who's banged up, who may or may not play this Sunday. Um, Second-year uh, guy, Andrew Booth, hasn't been able to see the field. He's barely got any snaps, so that's been pretty disappointing. And Lewis Seen, he was the first-rounder last week. He's been hurt a little bit, too. It sounds like he's going to be active, but I – don't believe he has any defensive snaps yet, even this year. So that's been a really big disappointment. And again, they're okay at safety. It's the, the corners. So it's you know, they're they're allowing a lot when they don't get to the to the passer when they're bringing all this extra pressure. It's it's leaving a lot of one on ones, and they just don't have the guys on the back end really to to d it up. So if if you're start if you have DJ Moore in fantasy, I don't I hope he doesn't have as big of a game as he did <laughs> against Washington. It's almost yeah, I mean he, that was a career day for him. But it's I I think there's going to be big plays to be had, and it's just I think it's really going to kind of come down to which team takes advantage of of the other team's weaknesses and makes these big plays and avoids the 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 bad plays because I think both teams have been really struggling with that as well. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You mentioned the blitzing under Brian Flores. Does that change in your eyes um, with a player like Justin Fields at quarterback? We've seen what he can do with his legs. Starting to get a little better as a passer, um, but, you know, Washington, they didn't blitz often, and, you know, they have a good front. Um, and Chicago handled it pretty well. Do you think they'll change anything that uh, Flores will do? It'll be interesting to see how they attack it because that's one thing that, that Fields can absolutely kill you with. If you if you blitz and miss, he can be running for 30 yards the other way. So it'll be interesting to see if they – I think what they'll try to do a lot is um, Flores has been throwing some crazy looks at, at opposing defenses. There was one uh, – it was like kind of an inverted cover two against Mahomes last week where basically there was seven people on the box – I think five of them dropped into coverage and then three others came in. It was, it was a four man rush, but it was the craziest four man rush you've ever seen. So I think you're, <laughs> it's, I think they're going to try to confuse fields. Um, I, I really like how Flores has been using Harrison Smith. I think Smith is probably a step slow in, in coverage. I mean, it, he, I think he's in his 12th year, 11th year, but like he's, but he's still when he's at his best, when he is flying to or from the line of scrimmage and attacking. So I think they'll send, some some creative blitzes at, at fields to try to get him off off his game but again that that's it's going to be uh high risk high reward i think uh, against the chicago offense because there there's probably going to be a few big plays it just kind of depends on which direction they go and and in what you know what crucial parts of the games those happen got a few more before i let you go and, and again thanks so much for your time um kirk cousins jets rumors on on x twitter whatever we want to call it these <laughs> days what I mean, in your eyes, um, I don't know if you've heard anything different or anything like that. Um, is there any truth to maybe the Vikings would ship him out if, you know, this thing does go downhill even more and they get into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes? What is the future of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, I get, at this point, I'd be surprised if he does not finish out the team or finish out the season with the team. That being said, they lose to the Bears. They have, oh, you know, the, the 49ers, this, this, this team that's been doing all right so far this year. They have them next Monday night, so that's probably not going to go well. So I think after these next four games, again, it in Jefferson's injury, it sounds like it's probably going to be more than the the, the four weeks of, of IR. So we'll, we'll see exactly how long that is and how the team fares. If they, if they go two and two, I think they, you know, they'll still keep on uh, with the their quote-unquote uh, – what what's the the phrase that Kwesi Adolfo Mensa likes to use the 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 competitive rebuild? So we'll we'll see if that keeps going. If they're you know one and seven, two and eight, or something like that, that that might be something. But that's the thing. It's like the the trade deadline I think is like two days after that Monday night game next week. So okay. like it's 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 going to be or it's it's going to be interesting to see exactly what the team does. The Jets don't have they they can't use those Rogers picks even though they're going to to kick in. They can't use those right now. The only team that kind of would maybe make sense to me would be the Falcons if they're not. Of course, Ritter looked pretty good last week too, yep. and that he's still a young uh, player. So 
I just don't think there's going to be a package that the Vikings are really going to entertain. That being said, uh, I, I'd be surprised if he if he left this year. I'd kind of be surprised if he was the quarterback next year. I think, oh, if, okay. especially if if the if the Vikings, I think they're going to start taking a hard look at that at quarterback class, and especially if they do, you know, if the if the, if the season keeps swirling and if they're in that Drake May Caleb Williams sweepstakes, and if they can, uh, even if they're outside of the top three or four, it'll be it'll be really interesting. And, but again, there's no guarantees, and the the Vikings do have some dead money if they do move Kirk Cousins with his extension and everything. It's not cap crippling by any means, and the Vikings have really left just about every option on the table for the 2024 cap. So it'll it'll be really interesting to see. But yeah, as of right now, I think we got. I think we have. Uh, what do we got? 12 games left. I think we have 12 Kirk Cousins games left as a Viking, and then I oh. think 2024 someone else someone else will be there again I, I wouldn't be surprised either way but I, I i think that's my prediction right now yeah and it just kind of feels like you know changing a little bit in the nfc north i mean obviously you know i, I enjoyed it i'm pretty sure you enjoyed jordan love struggling the other night yeah. um, it, it just feels like it's like jared goff's division right now which is kind of crazy to say i mean it, it's what, what's kind of the outlook for minnesota now that they're off to the sluggish start yeah i mean it's the Lions division to lose. I mean, that was the whole thing. It's like going into the season, it was like the Lions are f- the, the betting favorites to, for the NFC North. And it's like, sure, I totally understand it. They have probably the best roster. They have a pretty good coaching staff in place. So they, they seem to buy into the culture, but they're still the Detroit Lions. And they're the Lions until further notice. <laughs> so far through five games, I mean, they, the, the, the funny thing is the Vikings don't play the Lions until week 16. Lions might have the division wrapped up two weeks before the Vikings even yeah. play against the, the Lions because they play them the two of the last three weeks. So that'll be really interesting. I guess, you know, if, if you have to, the, they haven't won the, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have won the division more recently than the, than the Detroit Lions. So I can't, you know, get up a whole bunch. I'd much rather have the Lions there than the Packers yeah. and even the Bears. So like, it's, um, it's, it's kind of a cool story, but yeah, like I, right. As of right now, unless, something really uh, incredible happens, especially when you throw in the degree of difficulty of having Justin Jefferson out for these, at least the next month, it's hard for me to see a scenario that the Vikings are really competing for the NFC North, unless the lions come back to earth and everyone's fighting at the, you know, the seven to 10 win range or something like that. But I think that it's right now it's, it's Detroit's to lose. There's plenty of uh, season left for, for Detroit to turn back, you know, to remind themselves of their lions. But yeah, good, good for them. It's, it's it's been a long time for that that fan base. It's it's kind of neat for them to you know if the Vikings are going to suck this bad, might as well have the Lions uh, be good for a year or two. That's that's kind of how I am, and I and I know a lot of Bears fans kind of have that same thought. It's as long as it's not Green Bay. Like I even if when it yep. comes out of Minnesota and Green Bay, I'll root for Minnesota a hundred times out of a hundred times. And it's just kind of fun to see the Lions a little bit, um, especially when, you know, the division is, is this is as wide open as it's been um, in a long time. My final one for you, um, you know, look at this game. Uh, I thought I saw a stat. It was, it was since 2000, the Bears and Vikings have played 36 times and it's been 18 and 18. And it's just been like dead even pretty much the entire time. So that leads me into my, my game prediction for you. Um, final score, maybe give us an X factor that could decide this game. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. Well, I think the X factor is it's like I've touched on a little bit. I think it's the team that stays, that makes the fewest mistakes. The Vikings have not won the turnover battle since the Christmas Eve game against the Giants last year. And they have lost the turnover battle in every single game this year, which is a big reason why you're starting one and four. If the Vikings can at least break even, I like their chances. I think that the, they can get enough pressure and confuse fields enough. And if they win the turnover battle, man, that like they might actually look like the team that they could potentially be. That being said, I'm not surprised at that 18 and 18 stat because it seems like the Vikings and Bears split almost every single year. Yeah. And it's it's been better the last couple of years for the Vikings at Soldier Field, yeah. but that place is a house of horrors for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, and again, I, I tweeted this out this morning. I, I have spent the better part of this season kind of reveling in uh, the, the, the Bears' misfortune. I think I might be picking the Bears. This oh, okay. I think I might just, again, <laughs> without Jefferson. And, the, and just what Fields has shown in the passing game, again, not the greatest defenses he's done it against, yep. but the Vikings don't have the greatest defense either. That's kind of been the problem. I think if, again, I think it's going to be, it's going to come down to whatever team can stay out of its own way the most. And if the, the turnover battle is going to be huge. But just from the way that these two teams kind of seem to be going in, in slightly opposite directions, again, small sample size the last couple of weeks, but it's really going to be tough for this uh, this offense to overcome the, the loss of Jefferson. And w- if Fields keeps on passing and getting used to this offense like he has been, and I just don't see the Vikings slowing down. Like, again, I think there's going to be big plays. There's going to be a lot of ugly plays. I mean, can we just pencil it in for a one-score game? That's all the Vikings yeah. play. And, like, this, these two teams are... <laughs> are sadly pretty even right now and so if if you if right now i might change my pick by the time we get to sunday but i would say something along the lines of 23 20 bears okay i i, I don't i i feel like a, a not a very good homer or a, a vikings <laughs> blogger but it's 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 not looking great uh for for the vikings right now you got to keep it honest i've picked against the bears pretty much every week this season so it's you know you have to be honest yourself too um, Eric, where can everyone follow you on Twitter? Where can uh, or X? Where can they read your work and podcast? Anything you want to promote? Sure. Um, most the majority of the stuff I do is on Twitter these days. Uh, it's at Eric underscore J underscore Thompson. It's the nice uh, thing of having a really common name. I did really yep. search for that, uh, <laughs> even though I joined in like '09. But um, and check out Daily Norseman for picks and everything else like that. And uh, I'll usually tweet out any kind of radio appearance and podcast appearance, including this one. So yeah, just follow along awesome. there and you, 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 anywhere on Twitter and I'll, I'll point you in the right direction. I uh, really appreciate it. Good luck with the new TV. I think you said it's coming <laughs> in, uh, Friday. Is it Friday afternoon you're supposed to get it? Yes. Um, yep. Uh, <laughs> no, word to the wise, uh, baseball caps are uh, more, they're more dangerous than, than uh, I anticipated. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if, if quick backstory <laughs> for your listeners is uh, yeah, I, I ruined our uh, nice expensive TV by, Throwing my Harris, of course it was a Harrison Smith hat. So the, yeah. the, jo- the joke writes itself. It's it's a hard hitting <laughs> hat. It, it must have been like the the little metal knob yeah. or something. Again, I threw it from 15 feet, and I kind of just it was after the Alexander Madison. It was a game tying touchdown. He was going to walk into the end zone against the Chiefs in the fourth Dropped quarter. It, right? Dropped it right through yeah. his hands, and I just picked my hat up and I don't I don't know if it was more like a frisbee style or tomahawk style, but I. <laughs> I was just, just to make a bad day worse. I'm like, no, oh my gosh, I broke my TV. So oh. uh, words to the wise, get one of those foam bricks if you're going to throw anything. And again, I did not think I I was 
laughing as I did it just because it was, I thought it was hilarious. And, but it, it is not hilarious, uh, breaking expensive TV. Do not recommend. Yeah, no, I, I've come a couple of times, close to a couple of times with, um, gambling and fantasy football, but, um, I've learned, I have a two-year-old mouse. So I have a lot of patience, so I, I've kind of learned, but I could definitely see myself in, in your shoes. Um, I guess yeah, luckily, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm one of those idiot fans now that like, those <laughs> things, you know, those viral videos that, you know, the people punching their TV oh, or something. Again, it wasn't even like, uh, I, I have settled down so much as a fan, but like, I did not think the hat was going to do any damage. And I was sorely mistaken. Hopefully this one works good for you and you can watch the game on Sunday. Yes. Um, thanks and so I much. Pro Brian, I, I promise it. not to wear any headwear at all. <laughs> I'm going to stay far away from my TV. That's, that's gotta be like a rule your wife has or something. Now, right? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I do this again, uh, I'm going to get kicked out of the house. <laughs> oh man. Thanks again for joining me. We'll have to do it again at the end of the year. Uh, when they, when they meet up later on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on Zach. Yeah, for sure. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.